conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. I have GI symptoms more dramatic than some of these franchises. I could change my super annoying voice. But you can't change your super boring life, bitch. (laughs) That's for the reviews that I read of this podcast about my voice. (laughs) Hi, welcome to Andy's Girls. It's Damien and Sarah. Wait, oh my god, 
know there's nothing more that I love in my life than to complain about iTunes reviews <laughs> or feedback. I literally, when someone's like, this podcast, the for the four people that have reviewed and said something nice about this podcast, I ignore all of them. And I'm like, I go straight to the person that's like, that fucking cunt. How dare she? You guys, it's the Undies Girls. <laughs> it's episode, I think it is, in fact, episode 85. Um. Which is congratulations. Thank you. Mazel. I am so glad to be joined by OG of the AG, Light of My Life, Damien Bellino, who we were just giving a little um we're doing a little deep dish to each other before like pizza, before starting this podcast episode. And I mentioned that I, when I refer to Andy Scrolls, I still call it we because I consider you, you are obviously the father of Andy Scrolls. You are the Jesus Christ of Andy Scrolls. And I genuinely still believe that you are the full time co host. And so when you're here, I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing the show today. Well, um, that's, <laughs> like, this is great. That's lovely. I mean, it really is your baby that I um, have weekends with um, every other. But oh I appreciate God, you. We thinking share custody. That, um, I'm so like, grateful. Like Kelly and Michael, like we don't have it written down, but like we figure it out now and again. We're but both happy about it. It definitely spends more we time with you, coke. though. It definitely spends more time with you. I, yeah, uh, but that's like fine because we're both I would, parents. On camera, I would say it definitely spends more we time with you. We both love the baby. We're good. Um, uh, one of so I was re- so okay. So just to give context to my tagline, um, when we were talking about scheduling a time for me to come back on and be a guest, which um, I was like anytime, any day. I did see some people who said like I love when Damien's a co-host, but like also get others. And I was like, okay, cool. Wait, uh, where did they say that? It was it was kind. It was just like I love I love Damien, but I also love the rotating people. But I noted. Wait, it. that was on what on Instagram? On iTunes. Oh, that was an iTunes review. I'm just gonna give you some quick. Um, I screenshot these. <laughs> Okay, oh, so no, you guys, we didn't know about this. Oh, no. Some, some of my favorite. Because I, 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 I had never read the reviews for Andy's Girl. So mostly I just Oh, my just God. Do I look panicky? The, I feel panicky. Yeah, you're red. I, mostly I just noted things that were affected me that I was offended by. Okay, Which great. were, I love their struggling New Yorker <laughs> perspectives. Cool. Thank you so much. We love being, we love struggling for you. Um, I liked this one that said. Oh, no. I feel ill. I couldn't make it through five minutes because of the weird stereo sound with a girl in one year and a gay in the other okay cool thank you that's only okay for you to say that if you are gay, a gay. so goodbye or have fucked a gay man <laughs> and, is... and then um another one that talks about your shrill voice and her super gay co-casters also super annoying voices like it's like i'm sorry she, this person seems upset <laughs> learn how to Here's... Subscribe to my podcast about sucking dick, you bitch. Here's something that I talked about with Danny Pellegrino when I uh, when he was on Andy Scrolls when I um, flew to LA for absolutely no reason. Um, <laughs> he said something like he tells people if you love the show, rate it and review it. If you don't, like slide into his DMs and tell him why. Because there's nothing worse, and especially for people. You remember that person that reached out and was like was like the very first person to give he was a real OG. He was the very first person to give Andy Scrolls one star because of the audio and he felt responsible for the avalanche of one star reviews after. Oh. And I remember I sent you a screenshot of it and I was like, wasn't this so sweet? And you were like, cool, 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 but like maybe he could like change that <laughs> review. Yeah, because she was feels- like, I'm so sorry. I feel responsible. I feel like I should change my review because like I like the podcast, but your sound quality is bad. But I know you're making efforts to make it better. And you were like, oh my God, thank you. And I was like, also like change your one star review. Right. I don't think he ever did. He's Shout not, out to that person. He's not a listener anymore. I know. <laughs> he, he signed off. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come no, in so hot with reviews because I know that's not interesting I love when to you the bring listeners. Receipts, it like, <laughs> makes me 
so happy. But I was so taken aback that I had never seen these reviews. And I was like, Are oh. any of them recent? These were, I mean, I really was digging. So I don't think that these were very recent. Because I think that everyone was sort of oh commenting God, on that how. that gives me so much. I feel like triggered when like, I go to iTunes. You came in, you're a changed woman. The sound, the audio is much better. And, um, but you know. The bad but audio I can't be still triggered. I can still be I have triggered. So much to say about to Leanne a- and Dallas. I and I'm so curious what for you to give. I feel like we haven't seen each other or really talked that much. I mean, yeah, we still send links and things, but yeah, we still we communicate 24 <laughs> seven. It's just that you guys don't get the pleasure of. But it I being also a feel like I haven't session. had like a good. Yeah, like I haven't had. I don't know what the people are saying about Dallas, and I feel like you always give me a good analysis. Of like, <sighs> what are the listeners saying? What are social media saying? What are the women on social media saying about the show? I think that Dallas. Everyone's really, I think, enthusiastic are about what has been another banner year. Brandy or well, Team Leanne? I'm I so voted much- incorrectly on the Instagram poll. So. So guys, if for the four of you that follow me on Instagram, um, shout out at Dame Galley. I constantly, sometimes it's so that I can get, it's like literally straw poll research for AG because I want to know what people are thinking. And if I am in the minority on an opinion, I'm not going to change it, but I want to understand the other side. Like I want to know if I'm wrong in this, mm-hmm. you know? So I constantly do um, Instagram polls and I'm, I ask people for feedback and shout out to all of you who- Did you um, do any, any today leading up to today's recording? I think I did. I've already forgotten. But let me look- I did a poll oh yeah like today I did are you happy Jennifer is a Jersey housewife 63% said yes 16 bathrooms and 37% said no 16 bathrooms um I did one about Brandy versus Leanne and naturally I cannot find it because I have already forgotten but I think the over it was closer than what I thought it was going to be to be honest like I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be more of um, a landslide one way or the other. And it wasn't. It was like very much almost pretty much split between Brandy and Leanne. Like, whose side are you on? You voted incorrectly. I did. Um, But the I mean, like there was no heavy majority. It was it was very much like people are conflicted, which I find fascinating. Are you conflicted? Where do you stand? I feel like Leanne gets um, correctly rewarded for not lashing out physically, but it's kind of like when W and Al Gore were debating in 2000 and it was like, oh my God, W just spoke in a, in a full sentence. So he wins the debate and it's like Al Gore is giving like a fucking, you know, thesis, master thesis. Um I feel like the bar is a lot lower for Leanne hmm. to come out on top because she see even though she does really duplicitous shitty things because she's not literally throwing a crystal vase at someone's head like she did with Marie season one. She is rewarded for that, which isn't to say that I don't acknowledge the strides that she's sure. um, had and, and made in sort of tempering her being violent but I mean like ultimately whose side am I on it's hard I feel like I'm like the folks that answered on my poll where it was like very very close to 50 50 but I mean more people were on Leanne's side than Brandy but it was very very close but what who do I think is a worse person I think that Leanne is I think that Leanne is duplicitous in a way that's similar to Vicky than anybody else I think they both I was thinking about this before you came over. I think that Leanne has the ability to go 
lower than anyone else, and she does it in a way I where she won't take a lot of issue. A lot of issue with this. Sarah. Okay, tell me, tell me well, your thoughts. I think that I think that the bar is set. Like I do, I don't disagree that like Leanne the bar has, is super low for Leanne. But I also think like was some was Brandy screaming in Leanne's face? You Brandy are a terrible was, person and instigating. Right, like just like Carrie said, Brandy totally wanted a reaction out. They wanted like it's like knowing. That you're going to get something from someone. So let me, like, they want her to be the villain so You're badly. 100% right. And so she is, to me, I'm, like, watching this season. I'm like, she is not the villain at all. Like, if any, like, Deandra is throwing herself into storylines to try to be relevant and be what she thinks is the queen bee. I don't know. I was really started the season being into Deandra's, like, upping her game. And now I'm, like, yeah, really no, I know. over I feel it. That. I also feel like Brandy is such an imperfect person that it's really difficult to say, like, whose side are you on? Because I see both of their perspectives. I, it's I like, who's on my own Stephanie's I, I also think Brandy is a bad person like I think that Stephanie is not a bad person I think Cameron is not a bad person I think I think Carrie, Carrie is, is so something good. I think Carrie is so good for this show I, think, I love watching Carrie I think that Leanne and Brandy are not great people and yeah, I think for that, different reasons but um, they're although also they both share a certain selfishness but I think so what, what I found so interesting about what I've found so interesting about this season is like the way like was it so fucked up Regardless if she said alcoholic or inferred it, was it fucked up to say that on camera 100%? It's not even was it so fucked to say it on camera 100% or was it so fucked to make sure that it was said in every single possible scene? That's that's the problem. But okay, so here's the thing. It's also not okay for brandy to victimize herself for this and then also to act like lean like whether Leanne inferred it or whether she said it brandy takes it like you said it whether you inferred it or whether it was implied or whether you flat out said i was an alcoholic you have made an effort to let people know that you sure. think i have a drinking yeah it's problem. a campaign it's a campaign but then she'll go on and say that but she also said that she also instigated drama with leanne by talking about leanne's wedding date and talk and inferring that leanne wasn't going to get married that leanne and rich, that rich was rich cheating. cheating on so like those are the same she said the way that brandy keeps being like you said me and brian adopted a kid to save our marriage right, it's like one is, no she that never was, said that, that was a genuine two, analogy also two that is what is hap- that what is what you did your marriage was falling apart and you did adopt a baby but two <laughs> oh, no. but two leanne was using We're that as an example to early. say why are you allowed to say this about my relationship? That's like me saying this about Wait, yours. You're not and, wrong. You're not wrong. So I'm just feel frustrated by the way that Brandy has really thinks she is. Brandy thinks she's Bethanying or I don't know, Nineing. She thinks she is orchestrating the season to make herself the victim to Leanne's villain. And I watched that finale like. I was like, oh my God, they're really, she's really trying to get Leanne to hit her so that she can like leave this season. Well, that's what Carrie, Carrie said. Reference- and I was, it was the first time I was a hundred percent into Carrie, Carrie, because sorry, I know people don't like when we say a hundred percent, but I was a hundred percent, I was a hundred percent into Carrie in this. Um, I thought it was like the best time where she was like, Leanne, you're fucked up. But also like she was being a fucking, she was instigating you a hundred percent. Like the, I love Stephanie and the way that she turned so quickly to be like, I feel badly that I'm not holding Leanne accountable because I'm scared, but also, but also like you're also not holding Brandy accountable for being a bad person. Well, that's the problem is that some, sometimes like you can be mad that Cameron is treating Leanne like with kid gloves, but you're treating your mentally ill drunk friend. Well, with listen, St. Stephanie does at least in her confessionals talk about the fact that Brandy isn't being to use our, everyone's favorite phrase a hundred percent in what she's saying about does she yeah i think she does i think she does and carrie in her blog which i read this week i want to say was did hold both of them accountable and she was like but i think that carrie is at odds with brandy now right like post show i think the reunion that brandy like comes at her right 
Yeah, and I am here for I it. I don't know that I... I don't think I watched the season, the, per, the trailer because I hadn't watched the finale yet. Oh, no. I watched the I, like, trailer watched for The it. Reunion 75 times in the first 60 seconds in which it was released. I think I liked, I so, like texted you freaking out. So who's yeah, at so, odds? Tell me, just so, give me, tell so, me the trailer. Describe so it. So Deandra says something about, like, I've kept... A, I've kept your lie for the past two years and now I'm going to say it and Leanne tells her she hopes she drops in a lake. (laughs) I love her so much. I've never felt like it's interesting because she is sort of despicable but I do love her and I think she's a star and it was so clear at that party. It's so, I mean, it's so clear. It's so clear at that party that they all no, like when when Brandy got really mad, like because because uh, Deandra says something like, "My mother said this," and Deandra and Leanne's like, "Well, that's not you. That's your mother." And I'll talk to her. Se- right? Like, I'll yeah, talk yeah. To we'll her. have a separate conversation. Right? And like the way Brandy reacted to that was like, "I can't believe." And like Deandra kind of laughed and walked away or like moved away. And Brandy got so angry, and I thought, and then she goes, "Do you think you're so much better than us?" And that's what it is. They all know or think that Leanne thinks that she's the star of the show, which, in my opinion, she is. And they feel, I think they all feel like, "How awful and terrible are you?" Yet you walk around like you're the queen bee. Well, it's that, like, well, she is the queen bee. Deandra referenced that she was like, "Leanne used me to get ahead in society," and it's like, you might. There's an element of truth there in that. I mean, maybe Leanne before the show, one, right? But... Like, and season one, Leanne used her being a part of society to bury Brandy with like the poop hat and everything else. Oh so that God, was yeah. technically accurate, but I think that what she was actually saying was, "Leanne used me to get on this television show where." she talked about being a socialite right. and I want to oh, kill her it, for it. I, you know, I, I love production talk. That's interesting. I thought it was a double, I thought it was a double, is a double hand or a word guys? What are sports? Like a double edged sword? No, double, double header. Yeah. I don't think that's the correct use. Though. Okay. Something baseball, football, soccer, know. whatever, tennis. It's, I think that there were two parts to that. I think it was, there was an element of truth relating to society and being a socialite. And then the bigger picture is she used me to get on this fucking show. Now I'm on this fucking show and I should be the star. And that's interesting. Which I was into. I think that what has made Leanne, like the parts of me, of her that I like are the fact that she, I think, owns that while she's a personality and like, was a pageant queen and like a little bit of an actress that like she is from nothing and is from she's a fucking carny she's from and she's nothing she that. still has nothing she right. has so I feel like we're not and, we, no one's ever deep, done a deep dive into her serious financial issues that are sort of referenced that she acknowledges and I want to know I feel like there's no pretense to like she's not acting like she comes from the wealth that any of the other no women. she comes from the circus and I love that about her so that's why I thought like Deandra kind of rolled my eyes but I didn't think about it in terms of like her whether she has money just like being sort of involved in the right. aristocratic yeah i'm into it aristocats um (laughs) (laughs) and that's something that um leon even referenced when she was trying to go against carrie in the season one reunion remember when she was like i was at deandra's wedding and carrie goes i was too and leon goes no i was standing next to her you were at the reception (laughs) i mean like they used deandra was used as a pawn and then she became a part of the cast and it was like okay well what's gonna happen from here because you know deandra's first season on the show did leon reference deandra's wedding in season one yeah during the reunion season one reunion leon was like um i was her maid of honor at the wedding and carrie goes i was there too and leon goes you were at the reception even brought up because she was referencing the fact that she knows she knows the um the pillars of society she knows the the westcott's she knows the simmons and carrie's like i know them too and leanne's like no you don't know them the way i know them you know them in the way that you were at the very exclusive reception but i was in the motherfucking church you stupid bitch sorry not to like um steamroll your podcast um but (laughs) did shared custody did is cameron and leanne's friendship a friendship that existed pre-show no 
Because I'm confused about like what Cameron's like was Cameron were Cameron and DeAndre really friends or did they like feel like they had an understanding because they I both think that, were some from a level of I like, think that they probably and, had an understanding amongst themselves. Like we need to not look embarrassing on this right, show and which stick has, together. Which I don't think either of them have entirely needed to manipulate at all. Like I think that they were truly acquaintances plus and both came from these illustrious families in Texas and then the I show think more Cameron than Deandra if I'm being honest I think Deandra's family probably has the greater name and Cameron's family probably has more money you if that think, makes any sense I think that oh I think the Simmons family even though someone from a listener from Dallas let us know what's really up yeah who has because I know season one that was I think a big critique of the show was that nobody including Brandy and Stephanie like were actually women right, of like, Dallas like well I think Stephanie is a woman of Dallas and Stephanie has enormous wealth but she's not an old money person like Travis I think himself and also she's created like new that locker money and like right, is, she's new money but she's like so I, sweet and wonderful I find and it all very charming I, on, I obviously find it all very charming she's extremely charming and so adorable um uh, which makes me, you know, sad when like Brandy involves herself and like tries to dr- drag her down with the ship. And I'm like, no, no, Stephanie, like save yourself. Um, yeah, I, th- I don't know who's, I mean, like Jimmy Westcott does seem like a beast, but so does fucking Mama D. So I don't know, uh, use as an adjective and not a verb. I, I don't know what, I don't know who is, um, I, I don't know who is more almighty and powerful. I think they are, probably both powerful in different ways and also there's some argument about like how much money does mama d have anyway that leanne was bringing up online and something and saying that like i guess there's like property that has the simmons name on it but it's not actually like mama d and deandra it's like a different simmons or something that's a part of the family i don't know it was it got very shady and i was like uncomfortable by it because who is Leanne to talk about like how much money Deandra does and doesn't have and Deandra obviously has like a fucking bunch of money like she talks about the different trusts and like oil and gas versus like fucking I don't know whatever else wheat fields they have in Texas I don't know chemicals or whatever um and I find that you know wonderful because I like when housewives have actual financial dough behind them mm-hmm. I don't know who is more powerful of those two families but obviously Leanne is in neither I mean I go back and forth with Leanne because I see her trying but I also think like trying isn't enough and I think that Brandy was a piece of shit in trying to get her to cross a line at the weird um beer keg party oh, yes. that I was still super into because it was hosted by Stephanie the love of my life but I do you think that when Leanne turned, I mean, was that real? Like, can we just like cut to the chase? I don't know if it was acting or like if it was real. She looked like a bull. Like I, she, yeah. I was like, this she like can't snarled be... and they slow moed it. Yeah. I don't know if it was real. You, part of me I thinks think that human like, people behave that part way. Part of me was like, it can't, it couldn't have been real because it was like too well, like it was too, too well done. Right. But then part of me was like, I mean, also some people I think are just like, they are so strange and like lightning in a bottle and you're like, you need to be on television. And I kind of do think that Leanne like is dynamic that way, but I've never, I don't know her in real life, but I don't know. So I don't know if it's put on, but I don't know. But I see, here's the thing. Like I, I don't excuse violence, but also she got mad and like somebody was screaming in her face. So like, to me, I'm like not excuse like that's to me. That's not excusing behavior. Like, 
Brandy was acting like a piece of trash and screaming in her face. So then Leanne snarled at her and screamed back. And like, so I don't know why I'm qualifying that like the Leanne's reaction. It's like, how about Brandy's reaction and being like, do you really? I've known Travis for 20 years. And I was like, go away. Your husband is laughing at you. Your husband's laughing on the sidelines because either you're acting or you're also terrible and he thinks it's funny. Well, he doesn't want to be anywhere near that when that happens. You know she got in trouble when she got home and her, like, <laughs> teacher yelled at her who she's married to. Um, I, I, so I really struggle with, like, Brand. I, I think she's Brandy is really funny. I just think – I think they're both funny. But I struggle with, like, how there's – like, it's like a contest of who's more despicable. And somehow, like Leanne says, Brandy's always sort of excused for her, like, being terrible. And everyone's like – Leanne, control yourself. And she's like, what about her? Carrie's like, well, yeah, her too. But like Carrie's not yelling at Brandy yet. Carrie's yelling at Leanne. Well, because I think Leanne went to like Brandy a, ran a off physically... with a blonde woman who's not on the show, who's probably her real friend. And Stephanie, who was like, uh, Brandy, don't. <laughs> what do you think about the phone situation? I mean, I understood the issue of Brandy saying like, why would you take a video and like yeah. please delete it? But then it was like, but it can be in the cloud. And I was like, this is like when it comes to people printing out tweets and things. Like, stop. I, no one wants to talk about the cloud as part of the drama. That's going to be a huge part. No, cloning a phone, which is not a thing that exists, is going <laughs> to well, be right. at least one part of their three-part reunion. Right. I, it was like, it was the, <laughs> it was the, um, the cloud. And I was like, okay, now Brady is taking it too far. And, and Liam was like, I showed you, I deleted it. It's not. And she was like, yeah, but don't you know, it can also be in your trash. And I was like, really don't want to talk about the Like the details of deleting something like and then when it carried into the next episode, I don't even remember what happened. And then, well, because Leanne lost her so phone then, in the okay, hotel so then, bar, and Brandy found it somehow. And then it's a question thing. of like, how did she find it? What was she doing with it? Hypothetically, because this will be fun for people in the, um, who are listening. If you and I were feuding and into it, and I went to my room with another friend into it, and like the phone was lost, and you and another friend found it, yeah. What, what would I do? Wouldn't you say like, hey, my, how about our other mutual friend bring the phone up to Damien? Because, sure, because I, because I would feuding. be too much of a twat and I wouldn't want to talk to you anyway. Right. So it's weird to me. And because it wasn't filmed, I don't know the context. But like, it's weird to me that Brandy was the one who returned it, which makes me think that like they wanted Leanne to think that something suspicious No, I happened. think it was so innocuous. And I think that they were probably both a little bit drunk. And Brandy was like, here's your fucking phone, you stupid bitch. Like, it's fine. And they okay. weren't recording. So maybe she like, where, let where down. Was it filmed? I don't remember. I think no, I, felt... I don't think it was. Right. So they weren't recording. It just makes me think that like, I feel like I would just be like, I don't want to have drama with this asshole. Can you just please bring their phone But I think them? if you were fighting with a coworker and you were at the office but weren't in the middle of a meeting and you found that person's phone, you would be like, here, bitch, like, here's your phone because you're yeah a co-worker okay, that's fair. it's not it's not like no, I get it. if they weren't on a tv show she would probably be like go fuck yourself and wouldn't do anything but because they are and but they I like, like know this each show other it's interesting because i think that because it's somehow they've managed to maintain that i mean it really is i'm nervous because i feel like between seasons one and like three and fours three and four is when it thinks things start to change with these housewives and shows. what are we on now we're on three we're on three but like i feel like most of these women have somewhat some some types of relationship pre-show yes and i feel like it starts to the change best franchises get, do yeah and it starts to change when they get to epi- when they get to season four and five because they like they like get rid of the ones that aren't working anymore right. and they bring in people that are like not connected right anyway um okay so that's an interesting point i hear you and i i hear that the cloning the phone thing like is funny to me and I was also like is that out of context because again it wasn't filmed was like was it sort of like a joke like I'm cloning this or was it like 
said in some sort of mis- like hysteria. Like I don't. No, Leanne said it to fuck with Brandy because she knew she was too fucking dumb to it's know funny. that this was. It's funny it's to funny me, funny but I was like, I don't, I don't know if like with the context of like it was supposed but to be. Leanne's funny. also that person where it's like it's funny, but it's also crossing a line. The difference between Leanne and Brandy is that Brandy does that too, but Brandy's point is always to like sexualize and make things kind of that dirty and ribald and embarrassing, and Leanne's is to like bury your family. But. So say you cloned a phone. It's like, is that if I literally don't even know if that's a real thing. Well, it all started because Leanne doesn't trust Brandy for the same reason that Brandy doesn't trust Leanne. Well, right. And that's they the both thing, think that they're garbage people. So which, it's like, and it's, they're both garbage people, which is so interesting. And they're both just like vying for the middle spot. And Brandy got it because she adopted a baby. Wait, what do you mean? The middle spot? Oh, you mean like holding the, being holding the star? Holding their star. Like they both. Brandy's the one holding the fucking Dallas star in the middle. That I mean, they're all like holding accident. the stars, but she's in the middle. Yeah. I think it's her, and then I think that it's Leanne, and I'm, I think Stephanie like are on the about either side of her. And oh then, my god! And then I think Cameron, that, and I think then Carrie, and Deandra, and then Cameron. My thing is, no matter where you stand in this, and I sort of, it's I guess I support. Oh god, I don't even know. It's like you asked me ten minutes ago, and I still haven't decided. I I don't know. I feel I'm like in the you're middle. Still in the middle, and that's okay. I think that a lot of people probably feel like that way. I think that I am surprised. I feel like if this was like you know, I felt very decided in my you know, Carol versus Bethany or whoever, even though I don't really like Carol either. And in this, I feel, I, I feel pretty firmly in team Liam, but I, but I also recognize like so many fucked up things that she do- did. And I don't think like I'm excusing them. I just also think that like brand, like Leanne feels, I feel like Brandy gets a pass for being despicable. And like Leanne doesn't because of something. So here's a question. We can go back and forth about whether or not Leanne is despicable. What do you think about fucking Karen's behavior? Uh, Cameron's behavior. I just called her Karen. Um, uh, Karen Huber. Yeah, Huber. Karen Huber. I forget her name. <laughs> um, Cameron. I I feel kind. I'm kind of into Cameron this season because I feel like she like chose a side in a way that like last year I feel like she did was really like was there for representing a different part of a Dallas woman that they didn't have, but yeah. she didn't do anything. And then at the reunion, she suddenly was on Leanne and Deandra's like side of the mm-hmm. sofa, and I was like, oh. Can I ask you a question? What's the difference between Cameron and Sheree? What's the difference between their behavior on Sheree's rest in peace last season where she was just kissing Kim Zolciak's ass all day long, including when Kim was doing terrible things. What's the difference between that and what Cameron is doing now? Like, well, I don't understand. Like, what's the difference between Brandy? And, I mean, Stephanie and Sheree then. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that Stephanie has her own personality in life outside of defending a cast member. Like, Stephanie has her own storyline. I don't know that, I guess Cameron has a storyline too. It's just about Sparkle Dog. Like, that's what it was last season. I just think that she doesn't, she calls herself, I don't know, she thinks, she has this like very, very close alliance with Leanne that does not include any aspect of Cameron having an opinion that's separate from Leanne. And I find that strange. I think that Stephanie and Brandy obviously are very, very good friends, but Stephanie also doesn't shy away from sharing her opinion. I think that Carrie has done a really good job this season I of think having Carrie an has. opinion. I think that Stephanie, I thought, did in that like she, Stephanie never sticks up, defends anybody or def- or tells, I don't think that Stephanie ever tells Brandy how she is and whether she says it in a confessional like to me that's not being a good friend because you're just it's like it's the way she was like I'm not being a good friend to Leanne because I'm not sticking up to her because I don't want to like have to deal with the backlash but it's like but that's you're doing the it's same like thing what to, a friend is to Brand- and also you're doing the same thing to Brandy you're you're not telling Brandy how she is you're support like I have to leave to support Brandy and it's like Brandy chose to walk away and you're friend quote-unquote friends with both people so like you're not a bad person for not getting like for everyone gets up and walks away. Then 
I don't know. Brandy got exactly what she wanted. She walked to another location and called Deandra and was like, do you guys want to come here? And I was like, you just walked out of the scene. I agree with you, but I just think that Cameron is worse. I think that you just think that she's not as dynamic as Stephanie. I think that Carol and Bethany did the same thing for like three seasons. And then before that, it was like Heather and Carol. It's like when people have an alliance and you see no chinks in the armor, it feels like, oh, well, that's going to fall apart eventually because like they when like Carol agreed with everything Bethany did and I hated her because of that and I feel like people were like no they're the real ones and I was like no Car- Bethany's real quote unquote and Carol just goes along with her because she like wants to see in the cool alliance yeah sure but if Carol's a sycophant I also do believe that's how Carol is in her personal life I don't I think that Cameron and uh, Leanne are so manufactured for TV and it's so inorganic if you look at how Cameron repeatedly talks about how a person should behave and I then it's like she's that. aligned with Leanne it doesn't think, make any sense it I doesn't make it, any sense I feel like so if I was on the show and someone was like we need an ally an ally for Leanne I would be like let me please be it because I don't understand how everyone can just barrel onto her with Brandy I would be that person and it, if some, it feels so false to me it does you know I thought it felt weird in the beginning of the season when someone referred to them as best friends I was like I don't think that that's her best friend but then um like the last episode, I was like, oh, they're like really hitting it over the head that like suddenly those two are like super close when they dressed alike. Um, but which I, was weird. Which was weird. But I haven't felt like Cameron's way actions in like defending Leanne have been any different than any other woman who's chosen a side in any in Housewives history. So who do you think is going to come out on top on the reunion? I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I feel I, I would need to see the trailer for the reunion but I because I think that I'll be interested to see like what perspective Andy offers as yeah because I find that he often can say like well he'll push back you said this about Leanne's marriage so why is it wrong that she made an analogy about your marriage you know what I mean like how is it different and I think like somebody no one has said like maybe they said it and it wasn't filmed but like Nobody else has said that to Brandy, which is like, Mm -hmm. you instigated drama. You and Deandra instigated drama about her relationship. But then, like, she's wrong for being like, well, they love to drink together. And it's like, you said we were alcoholics. I understand she said it other times and was more explicit in saying alcoholic. But everybody says shit. That's the point of the show. So it starts to get weird when it's like, when you're talking about, like, her husband is stepping out on her or her fiancé and they're never going to get set, they're never going to get married – those are pretty to me. That's those are pretty low blows, especially when that person does not have a family. And Rich is, and I, I, I don't care. Rich if they, is like, I don't care. If no, they no. Do. But I'm saying that in defense of Leanne, that's literally the only person in her life. Aside I don't from her think weird mother. I don't think that trying to involve yourself in someone's marriage plans is is a lot. Is a higher. It's a higher hit than saying someone's an alcoholic. Maybe the I think. No, the, no. I'm agreeing with you. No, I know. I'm just like I think that that's an interesting thing to say. Like. Oh, like you said I was an alcoholic on television. But like you also said that my fiance is probably cheating on me. He's never home. Like that's pretty despicable too, Deandra and Brandy. Um, P.S. Which reminds me of one of the pieces of the reunion when Deandra literally says two of Rich's. He's been married, I think, three times. This would be lucky number four. Two of his ex-wives contacted Deandra and said, like, save Leanne from this man. He will cheat on her. That is repeatedly. what Deandra has said. That's what Deandra reveals on the reunion. Did which, you read that somewhere? It's no, I literally watched it. Like on the trailer for the reunion. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, I didn't get a screener. Um, shout out to Bravo HQ. <laughs> Send me some links. 
Um, Ooh, I feel so hot. I'm not mad at you. I just feel passionate. This is how like I got in a fight with my family about a star is born at Thanksgiving. And I, <gasps> and I had to say like, I'm not mad because everyone was like, calm down. And I was like, you legitimately, I told you I hated it. And I said, I didn't want to talk about it. And you guys asked me to. And now you're mad that I have an opinion and I'm passionate. Wait, Danian. So I, you were doing a comedy festival with your boo um, and Rodeman, who you do um, so into it every month. You guys, if you live in New York City, you have to go to UCB and watch Damien's monthly show every, the first Tuesday of the month, right? Thank you. It's yeah. So, so good. Um, every time I go, I like want to cry because it's so magical. But wait, so you reference, I think you tweeted about A Star is Born and that Thanksgiving experience and how it was like triggering for you. Can we just briefly sidebar before we talk about other housewife stuff? Can you just break down? Because I saw A Star is Born twice. I saw it once after like a very serious personal family crisis and was like, can I survive it? And literally didn't cry until the credits I want to say, yeah, until the credits started. And then I just started uncontrollably weeping. And then I saw it a second time and felt just as touched, but for different reasons. But I feel like it's literally taken over a little piece of my heart. I just Mm -hmm. think it's so interesting. And I think it's not really Gaga's movie. I think it's Bradley's movie. Like, I know Mm -hmm. it's A Star is Born, but it's him saying A Star is Born. It's not really about the star. It's about, like, who birthed the star. Mm -hmm. And I find it so good. And I want to have sex with him so desperately in that movie. I think it's wonderful. And I know that you hate it. And you think it is terrible without upsetting you. (laughs) Firstly, can you just share a little bit? Because there's nothing, I honestly, there's nothing that brings me more joy than you talking about things that you dislike. And it brings me so much happiness. So I can like, it's evenly keeled between me loving that movie and me loving how much you hate it. Um, I will try. Spoiler alert. I'll try to be brief and uh, no spoilers. Um, the dog is so good. I think that, it, like you said, it is it is a star is born, and it's historically a, a huge a vehicle for a woman, like a great vehicle for a, an actress, and um, he really s- twisted it to be a movie about him. <laughs> um, and I think in this climate, that was an interesting choice, especially. Um, I think that... Uh, there's you can say w- how much you hate it. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to like just uh, illustrate it rather than <laughs> I feel tell- like you're trying to calm yourself. No. You're having a Leon moment where you're like, rather than, <laughs> rather than saying I hate it, I'm just going to like illustrate it. Okay, I love it. it. I love it. Um, I think that it's, you know, she's the only woman in the film, which I suppose is a choice. But Gail I, was there. Sure. She had one line. I love that she became a meme. Um, <laughs> I think Shangela doesn't count as a woman. I think it's interesting that oh, the, Shangela was great. the queer people, the drag queens, the people of color, her gay best friend who's Latinx, um, that they are all accessories to the plot. They're there's nobody of um, purpose, women included, that are, who is a marginalized a person who, who matters. And I think it's interesting that she has no mother. We don't mention her mother, but we have to employ Andy, Andrew Dice Clay. Good thing he's working in this climate. Um, so I think that those are really interesting oh things. I think that um, the movie makes tries to make some points, I think, about pop music and you know whether she's selling out as becoming that point. whether she's selling out as a becoming a pop artist because he seems to sort of disapprove of her success, which is interesting since he chose to cast a pop star. I also hated her orange hair, and I knew the reason she couldn't be blonde is because she's blonde in real life, like as Gaga, and that they didn't want it to be like they wanted to be as far away from Gaga as possible, and yet it wasn't. I no, felt weird. About I mean, it. and she's like fine in it. It's just like she's getting a lot of praise, I think, as like an actor, and it's like I mean, I showed up to work, so cool. <laughs> Please give me an Oscar over someone like Glenn Close, who's like an actual actor who has. Oh, I haven't seen The Wife yet. Oh, it's great. It's much better. It's the wife. The movie is okay. It's a much better film than A Star Is Born, but it's not like a perfect film. It's could have been better. I listen to the Star Is Born soundtrack at least twice. The musical a day. numbers are it's really great, so and, and those are the moments that Lady Gaga shines the most. But I really, oh really, I loved hate him it. performing though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think he's good, but I mean, if he talk, if he's, if he told, told Sam Elliott oh on camera one more time I that stole he, your voice. I st- literally. You're 
story. I, I saw your voice, but then the press story is that he cast Sam Elliott because he was doing an impersonation of him to oh get God. capture his voice. So that's a good oh screenplay. It's a good, it's so good. It's a good screenplay when you say I stole your voice seven times because you're actually doing a vocal impersonation of the person you cast as your brother. Um, oh no. So what's gonna who's gonna come comfort you when the nominations are released for? Um, I mean, the I think Academy that the, all the nominations are gonna happen, and mostly I'm just concerned in campaigning that people don't they don't win. So. Best original song or some well, shit. Well, now they have like most popular, which is the strangest choice the Academy could have ever made and so cheesy and bougie, but like they could win it. Or or Black Panther, if Black Panther came out. Or Crazy missing. Rich Asians. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So many which things. is also, which I just rewatched. And I rewatched on the airplane that I was on and it was very lovely. I re I disliked it a little bit. I, I Let's just say I liked it a little bit less the second time, but I'm probably going to buy it. Do you think that people want us to start doing a podcast where we also review movies? We should do that yeah. too. <laughs> Who, which housewife do you think would be the best movie star? Um, oh, interesting. That's a good question. I'm going to say Leanne. Leanne's the person that is on no. top of my head, but I think that's because I'm just thinking of her. Let me think for a second. Uh, like, who do you want to hear from? Who do you want to see on the red carpet? Who do you think is the best? Oh my God, I'm thinking too. I don't know. One of all of them. Like, who do I think would be best at it, or who do I think I would like the most as a movie star? You would like the most. Oh, okay. That's a different question, and that's harder. Yes. Um, I'm I going th- deep. think. Silence. You guys, I hope you're loving this. <laughs> do you have an answer? I feel like it would have to be someone from New York, because that's where all of the best live. I think it's NeNe for me. Movie star? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Who's from New York? Is Ramona? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't understand. I don't like, like, Nini is the most charismatic person that I find to be somewhat likable. If it's a, if it's like move person who could be like a fake movie star, I'd say Kyle Richards. I just don't like think she's charming or dynamic. But like, it's a lot of movie stars aren't either. But like, I can imagine her on a red carpet, like doing the thing. The thing with a movie star too, though, is like, look at Nicole Kidman, who's like such a baller. You want someone that's like icy, but also can reveal themselves. And who could, who could do that well? Like someone that you find personally magnetic, but a little bit removed, like a little J-Law, like a little Jennifer Lawrence moment where they're like funny, but interesting, but you don't know everything about them, but you want to know more, but they're also really talented. But I think that like, they're very different. Jennifer Lawrence is like, you know. Funny and personal. She's like like everybody's labradoodle. Yeah, I think she's like known for being personal. Nicole Kidman is like a really interesting Siamese cat or something. Yeah, I don't think that that is like that. Those types of housewives don't exist because they don't last. Like that's like jewels, and like no one wants jewels to be a movie star. You know what I mean? It's like the people who are like mysterious and who aren't good at like being open with their emotions generally aren't good reality stars. Wait, in so my what opinion. was your answer? Your answer was Kyle Nini. Oh yeah, Lenithia. Speaking of Lenithia leaks. Man. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you sent me some texts that we need to discuss. One was about Atlanta. One was about New York. So let's talk about the Atlanta news first. I'm looking at which is I forget. Well, one was about New York, Jill and Bethany filming. And one was about Lenithia Leakes, who I so I guess Greg posted some like inspirational picture on Instagram that was like, you know, life is fleeting or whatever. Love up or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember. It was some sort of like inspirational whatever. And Nini started tweeting and Instagram commenting and being like, cool, cool, cool. But you're a real piece of shit. So I wish that you were this generous to like your family members who are caregivers and not to like random guys that yeah, you're he, like, friends with. He like with. posted something like about like men, like, ins- to, like on Instagram to inspire men or some shit, I think. Yeah. And she and was like, she you can issue. go fuck yourself. And then people started saying, Nini, he's like maybe dying or certainly living with cancer cancer 
what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, you have no idea. You know, I would think that cancer would make someone better, but he's just nastier. And it was like this before and whatever. Like they're having a real, like I think Greg's living in the basement again right now. Like yeah, it's it seems, not a good look. It, I, it seems dark. And I, part of me was like, oh, is this like for the show? And then I was like, no, I, mean, it I don't think Nini, real. I don't think when Nini and Greg have breakdowns, it's ever for the show. I think she tries to hide it for the show. And that was the whole thing with their divorce. I do not for a single second think that was in any way staged and then they got remarried. I think genuinely he said some shit. This is back in the day, but he said some shit like on the radio about her like owing him money and she ripped into him. I, I think that something is happening and just because we don't see him being a dick on camera doesn't mean he isn't. And I I trust Nini the most when she's revealing this part of herself I, I, more than anything else she says. Cause I, I mean, don't, I don't trust some of her relationships on camera, but I trust that I have found this shit to is be Nini, my favorite season of Nini, because I think the Greg stuff, at least all of his, the stuff that we've seen on the show so far, not this, not this fight on social media, but all of, um, you know, his, his health issues, it has been so she's the most vulnerable I've seen her yeah. in a very long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's not, it's none of it is like pr- pr- um, produced. It's all, so it feels I've been, I've cried like the first two or three episodes. Like I'm very moved by it and feel like this season of Atlanta has for me has delivered and been really good. And I don't know. I think that like we were talking before about how Dallas is still so good. And those women have real connections. I think that when the shows get older, even New York, which is like so wonderful and such a, like is a comedy. It's so ridiculous, but like, you know, every scene is produced whether or not they're making stuff up or it's authentic what's happening in the moment it's still like putting people together who aren't really friends it's yeah. like it's crafting all these situations yeah. and I feel like you know no one's making Greg have to go to a doctor and then him singing to himself and they use the, like him singing I'm not gonna give up to play over as music like he was like singing into his mic as he would like go and walk into the doctor oh I don't remember that it was Wrenching? haunting I cried it was very oh, no. and like Nini and her in confessionals and even on her on watch what happens live like I think it's not good at least it seemed like it was not good and like just to see her get emotional and just be like I mean and so yeah I, I think that the stuff between like caretaker and I think it's so complicated and I think so that they real, had a complicated know? marriage before he got sick and obviously they did because they were divorced at a period of time and then remarried and I How think he was were they div- divorced like a year less than more than like two years because she fake dated that pizza guy pizza john or whatever the I fuck john or whatever um i think that you know it's you know just what i just said it's the realest part of her and i think it's deeply upsetting what they're going through and she's being paid to reveal it on a camera and i think there are pieces of nini that are so private that she genuinely is uncomfortable discussing. Like she doesn't want to be vulnerable. She doesn't want to be vulnerable in the same way that I think Bethany doesn't want to be vulnerable. Like Beth, there are certain areas in which they are okay being vulnerable and areas in which they're not. And I think that this kind of like relationship stuff, like really opening the door to like, is she going to lose the love of her life? Is stuff that she does. She is um, uncomfortable maybe talking about on camera and the mm-hmm. fact that she's being so open and honest with it, about this is really inspiring and touching and sad and I think her now being so public with her annoyances and grievances toward Greg is equally sad and devastating just for a different reason because I think she is a caregiver for someone who is very very sick and I don't know how much of this is 
Greg being a dick versus Greg being a dick fueled by illness versus yeah. Nini being exhausted. And, and I also th- Nini getting angry because she's angry at like the disease and what's sure. happening to them. You and know? also, you know, people get sick and you think that a light is going to go off and they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm dying or I'm really ill. I'm going to use that time to really take a look at my life. And that's not the reality because we're no. all broken, broken, sad people. And, you know, illness can make people better and illness can make people worse. I've experienced that myself being sick and I've experienced that um, with family members being sick. And in both cases, it's like my illness and other people's, it's shown the best and worst qualities that I have. So I look at Nini's, what Nini's going through and how she's expressing it. And there's a part of me that's like, oh, you know, I want you to be public sometimes because it brings me joy, but not this part because I don't think how Nini's behaving. This is the only time I'm ever going to say this. I don't think that how Nini's she should be held responsible for how she's communicating right now, because I think she's going through so much stress that it's like, I'm looking at, I'm like reading comments that people are saying being like, how dare you? Like Greg needs support. Like you shouldn't come at him. Like, fuck you. Like people are really coming at her hard. And I'm just like, you guys have no idea how he's behaving when the cameras go down and they've been married on and off for like over 20 years, I want to say. So like, let's all give her a moment. And if she's behaving poorly right now, we have no idea what triggered it. Someone also said to her, like, you know, be strong. Being Ugh. the caretaker is like the hardest thing, blah, blah, blah. Like a supportive tweet about like, yeah. oh, I know it's hard to be a, a caretaker, but like, you know, like love him and try to just be as supportive as you can. And her response was, you know, was really genuine. It was like, I don't, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I'm not sure if I can do it. And oh, I fe- yeah. So I, I am appreciative of her, what she's giving this season. I know that's sad. And like, I don't mean it in a gross way. Like, I just appreciate her being generous with like her story. Yeah. Um, but I, I th- yeah. How yeah, are yeah. you feeling about Atlanta other than that? I'm um, here for it. You seem not. You kind no, of rolled an eye, here. but like flickered one eyelid. <laughs> I did. Um, I almost uncrossed my leg until I felt like that would be too much work. Um, I feel weird about. Oh my god, I'm gonna fuck up all their names. There's Shamira and Shamari and, and Shamia. Shamia and Shamari. Um, I have nothing to say about Shamia except why would you buy those kinds of um plastic wrap pickles? That makes me feel very strange. Why can't you just put a fresh pickle in a Ziploc Wait, bag. When, when did she buy a pickle? I don't even remember. On the way. That's, oh, the those car are, ride. See, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this is why people listen to Tanny's girls. <laughs> I can go on a tangent about the different kinds of plastic wrapped foods that they eat on the way to film. Um, I don't feel anything about Shamia. Shamari, I do not like. I mean, I think that she is a presence and I appreciate it because it's like something that I don't know that Atlanta has had before. Like she is something and everyone's like, oh, like all the women are like, oh, okay. All the women look at her and they're like, okay, this is what desperation looks like. That is what I feel about Shamari. I feel very strange about her having a cake tasting appointment with her mother-in-law and being like, hey, um, how's your day going? Guess who um, I have fucked while being married to your son. And I feel like his mom was not prepared for that. And I thought it was funny. His mom was not prepared for that, was not prepared for her to be like, hey, cool. Remember when you sent Christmas cards and you didn't like write my name on the card? Wasn't that awesome? Like, look how far we've come. I felt very uncomfortable with that. I felt very uncomfortable with Dennis and and Phaedra. Uh, oh, my God. Phaedra, rest in peace. Dennis and Portia having a, a dinner reservation with Dennis's mom where we pretend that Dennis has tons of money and are, are talking very I, strangely about the relationship. I thought I thought I there think, was a lot of desperation I think piping been, out of Portia Atlanta. has been really funny this season, like in scenes with the women, like she's had really good one liners and yeah. been really funny. 
the storyline with Dennis, like episode one, I was like, oh my God, this is absolutely insane. And it really f- fun way to counter like this deep sadness that's going yes. with Nini. And then episode two, like the continuation, I was like, oh, I actually don't know if I can do this with Portia. And now the weird stuff with Candy. And you know, she is like my, I love Candy. She is my number one housewife of all time of all franchises. But like, I'm not super keen on like the way that's coming out and like the way Candy is being connected to like talking about Dennis and the way that the show is like editing all of that stuff where it's like he has tattoos of women and then it's like Portia talking to her mom about like he has tattoos of women or like you know he's gonna get my tattoo of my face like all of those or like he bought me a watch and then it's like Candy with her friends being like yeah he bought my friend this watch like all of the things that was happening in that moment was hard for me and I'm having trouble with Candy reconciling (gasps) that stuff I mean I love her and I think that she can do no wrong but it's the first time I've been like oh I don't want Candy to do this I don't want Candy is Bethany and Portia is Luann Portia has decided she needs to be in love this season so she found someone who will um propose to her very quickly have anyone said that before you should tweet it so you can own it I said it on last week's oh sorry I'm not caught up (laughs) Sorry, I'm not caught up. The reviews deterred me from the with the annoying gaze in the ear. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna cry. This microphone, I'm laughing so hard. No, I genuinely think that's what's happening. Is that um, Portia yeah, found yeah, her Tom D'Agostino, and she's gonna make yeah. this happen no matter what. And the only difference, just a, sl- a small, slight little pot twist, is that they're bringing a motherfucking child into this world, so she's not gonna be able to get divorced from this man who has absolutely no money. Right, like she can divorce owns- him, but she's still gonna have a kid with him, so it doesn't really like it's he's still connected to her forever now. Um, so he owns this thriving multi-bajillion dollar empire that is a hot dog store with two locations because I went on his website last night out of curiosity I looked at nothing else aside from the locations I just wanted to know if there were more than five or less than three and there he has two locations of a hot dog store and I don't know where is this he's an entrepreneur I don't where is this money coming from you know that's my number one most upsetting thing when people talk about how much money I they do question when they the pretend. money being clean I have no reason to think that it is he's a hot dog launderer like I have no reason to have to I don't know anything I just think that I question like the legitimacy of the yeah, money where there's, it's coming from I don't doubt that he's the things he's giving to her are clearly tangible things it's yeah just no there's shades of Bellino here where it's like Jim Bellino shows up I and mean give that's Alexis, me so that's that- me those are my cousins <laughs> but like literally like none of it this is all fake and it's upsetting to me because now there's going to be a bambino in the picture and that poor fucking child is going to have hot dog man and Portia. i mean Portia is so fucking funny she's so pretty she makes me laugh but yeah it's a lot um but i like i love it because it's giving me it's insane it's like watching luann and but yeah i'm struggling a little bit with candy the same way i struggled with bethany because it's like i don't know just like let her like let her do it and like watch it implode herself but like i don't need you to assist in well i think the difference no actually no this is why this is actually a perfect comparison kudos to me because (laughs) because bethany wasn't saying that shit about tom to really save luann she was saying that because yeah it happens to be true but also look how great it will work for Bethany to like twist the plot and, and see her arch nemesis go down. And there are shades of that with candy. Candy's not saying this stuff because she gives a shit about Portia. She's saying it because she knows that she's right. It's good information. And whether or not it is or isn't, she fucking hates this bitch. And maybe it's I don't time she... for her friend to oh, like well. experience the negatives that come out when you gossip. Yeah. It's not as bad as sexual assault, mm-hmm. but it's not great. Yeah, it's not my favorite thing that Candy's done, but it's, you know, I mean, I am, it's captivating, I suppose. E, what do you think about Eva suddenly becoming the villain in like episode three? Like they really just like were like, oh, you are a liar about all of these things. Oh, I am super into, I, I am super into Eva being the most. I think it's really interesting. I do like that 
constantly these housewives make the mistake of saying that so-and-so is paying a boyfriend to be on camera because of course those relationships are fake the only difference is none of these women are paying men the men are more than happy to volunteer so i think is will did did um fucking 51 cent ever pay will a single dollar no was he more than happy to come on camera and awkwardly touch her arm every six weeks when he visited and you know get himself some like social media out of it totally yeah i think it was i think it's awkward to be like he paid her but i also think that's the quickest way for these and people, people to go. accuse sonia of paying someone and i was like sonia for sure didn't pay anybody sonia didn't pay frenchie but were they having sex yes was did 51 cent and will ever like neck each other when they weren't on camera no i i do think that sonia and frenchie are fuck buddies but i don't i know it was somebody else wasn't it that they said rocky who who, who accused rocky. her of um, having that who paying her was it tinsley it wasn't this most recent se- season it was a reunion before I, somebody dorinda, dorinda maybe? maybe yeah was saying that she and rocky was that his rocco that's what his name is we're having a fake relationship because he's allegedly gay the new jersey restaurateur maybe oh my roommate just walked in hey listeners my roommate just <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, me, Damien, Damien, Michelle, and several thousand people <laughs> that are listening to us right now. Welcome to your home. Welcome to your house. Is that a box for me? It is. Oh my God. I can't wait to return it. My favorite thing is buying stuff and getting that high and then returning it and getting an even bigger high. Is this an Andy's Girls first? Having um, your roommate come in and deliver um, I think, something from anthropology I that you bought that you're going to return. I think former roommate, rest in peace, did once walk in when you and I were recording. Probably. And it was great. Um, Wait, what was I just saying? Um, something it was about a, it was Rocco. about it was about Rocco and um, Sonia's relationship yeah, whether that, she paid him or not right I think the bigger problem is like why do you have to um, hire someone even if they're volunteering for service to pretend to be a boyfriend for plot I think that it's interesting that um, I think that Marlo and probably Shamia both are, are the friends are always fun because they're willing to do more to be because they get paid probably per scene or per episode or however yeah, it is. yeah yeah and they're always willing to do the most because they want to be they want more camera time right and so I feel like that is one thing Atlanta really has like a handle on like they have like a arsenal of like women that are like friends of Marlo Marlo, Marlo for days. Marlo and Shamia though they both want to be housewives so badly so badly they're so ready to like always come in with information and like when Marlo is like Eva you're a mess um and you're like messy and li- a liar I was like oh like they should have just made Marlo a housewife like I know I, th- I suspect that the issue is that, like, they don't know what Marlo's personal storyline is because, like, I don't know that Mar- – like, I don't know who Marlo is really in a relationship with. Like, right. she obviously brought that older white man to the party last year, and I think that was probably her – Fake ho- Ted Turner. Probably her hope to, like, show yeah. people that she had, a, like, a boyfriend or a partner. Yeah. Um, I also think there's a thin line between being, like, dislikable but having something like Dorit and Jennifer most recently on New Jersey and being a lot of potential liability, which I would put Marlo and Danielle in that same camp, where it's, like, you don't really – know if you want this person to be on your show full time but you but can they're very different them. i mean marlo has never been like violent yes she has with who with um in fucking africa she, with fucking it was just like they were like talking tongues right in like the cave or something oh i think marlo was she marlo of the like thirty-five thousand I mean, arrests portia records. is the person who has hit people three times and has yeah but like who's portia gonna hurt um <laughs> But I'm not, it's interesting that Eva suddenly, I mean, I feel like so instantly has become at least the, the target is on her back to be the villain currently. 
And yeah, she I don't know fine if she's going to be the villain. Yeah, I, mean, I she think was she's sort of the villain she's of top so model and she won that season. And yeah, I was, she's so happy to be here. I, I and I love her. And I think she's gorgeous. I'm, really, I'm also into her I'm fiance. I'm so surprised that Cynthia has managed to maintain a, a status as a housewife. Like she is just like constantly shocks me that she comes back every season. Surprised is a very kind way of looking at it. I am shocked. I mean, I think she's gorgeous. And I think that that is probably. Doesn't matter. That is the thing that she has going for. She's the prettiest housewife of she's all franchises. She's got professional looks. But like. Eva is also really beautiful. So like they kind of like Eva can kind of do like two birds with one stone. Yeah. And Eva is dangerous and Cynthia is not. And also Eva is married to or yeah, is is getting married this season. Just had a baby and also is like involved with someone who's like, you know, a politician of some legitimacy. So like at least he's something opposed to. Yeah. He's a working lawyer who ran for mayor one time. Right. So like at least he has something opposed to like Cynthia who was married to Peter. I kind of miss Peter. Yeah, I was attracted to Peter. So oh my God, for being honest. Wasn't? He had that voice. If you look like Peter, get into my DMs. You know, the Somebody difference- did get into my DMs who I think listened to us from Andy's Girl because I think last time I was on, I was like, so I was like, I'm thirsty if you, like, <gasps> and someone did respond, I think. And wanted to have sex with you? I mean, no, who doesn't? He, he but- like, didn't live in, live in New York, I don't think, though. That's okay. I forget what happened. I'm going to look into the DMs or just <sighs> DM me again. Guys, if someone ever slid into my DMs, have always, you? Has a guy ever person? I mean, I'm assuming most no, of your I get a lot of men that are like myself and my or, husband love your show. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I was like, gonna I say, love you too. I feel like most of your listeners are probably women or queer and yeah, that is my niche as it is in my regular life. Um, okay, so we really have touched um, on Atlanta. We've touched on. Um, we've talked a lot about Dallas. We, we have- need to. We can talk about OC and Jersey for two seconds. In two seconds, but we need to just take one moment and pledge allegiance to the United States of America. I forget the rest of that song or whatever. Um, and fucking Jill Jillian Zarin, OG <gasps> of NYC, who recorded yesterday the day before at the Palace Hotel where they pretend, pretended that the Palace Hotel has a tree lighting that is just as well known as Rockefeller Center. So strange, yeah. Which it does not. I always thought it was at Rockefeller Center. I was confused. No, it's at the Palace Hotel. I was like, Hotel. which tree lighting were they at? No, I think they have an ongoing relationship with the Housewives because that's where I think Ramona did her vow renewal when she got renewed after 18 years or whatever with um, fucking Mr. Um, singer Mario a couple of who apparently filmed a scene with her this season I, I read know where people some... were pretending they were getting back together and it's like that is never gonna happen but cool um so Jill is back and filming scenes in some that capacity aren't, in some capacity and filming scenes that aren't just her running into these women randomly at galas which well, gives me a lot of hope well I read she's so- filmed at least four times I read something that she was like had filmed a couple scenes with um like Luann and was like a friend of quote unquote, but like only filmed with scenes with Luann. No. But then the um, pictures I saw that yeah. I think you tagged me and it was her with like Tinsley. And I was like, well, that's not, she's not filming something alone with Tinsley. Like, Shh, right. She, so like, I was like, she at least is around in some capacity with other people, but I haven't seen Bethany film at all. Have we? She was with I... filmed a scene with um, Tinsley, right? Someone, there were photos of her yeah, and Tinsley that's like earlier. Yeah, like, she's definitely been filming, but I haven't seen her film with, with anybody. Jill, and then you sent me an article yeah, I'm from somewhere. It was like not a reliable website, like called like Gossip Live Cop. blog situation, Twitter, DM, sitch, that allegedly Bethany is refusing to film with Jill, which I totally believe i don't think she should get away with it but i totally believe that that's accurate that bethany is like go fuck yourself i'm not going to film with her i think bethany had this reconciliation with jill because it worked for bethany at the time last season outside of bobby's funeral but i i do think in bethany's head it makes sense for her to like no longer be mad at jill but not want to film with her but wish her the best i, I bet- think that's what bethany i feel is like thinking. they'll like yeah i think that eventually they'll film together but i think it's going to be super minimal 
I think it's going to depend on how Jill's return is received and who Bethany is friends with. If Bethany can pick up and keep on running with Tinsley and Sonia and Luann, she might not need to be friends with Jill in a way that she would have been if Carol was still a part of the cast. Like she doesn't need, like there was a sweet spot for Bravo to bring Jill back and make this genuinely a world war that I would have fully fully support the idea of it like makes me die a little bit because it would have been so good if Carol had stayed and they had brought back Jill in a strong capacity and then Bethany and Jill would have had to align unite, themselves together right, and unite again because Jill would have been like she's a, she's the worst like I'm your best matter I'm your best right. friend let's yeah. do it and, and Bethany would have been like yeah you're right because who else am I because ro- right. I'm not into the Bethany and Sonia stuff it's like that's to me that's like Leanne and Cameron like that if, if that's how you feel about Leanne and Cameron like like, right, there's no weight to it. There's no depth. There's no Sonya's humanity. Just going there's along no with reality. It to Fuck keep humanity. To there's no reality. Like yeah. Leanne's, I mean, yeah. Right. No, it's just fluff for the sake of it. It's just like light and airy and cotton candy. And sometimes you want to have a bigger meal. Before we talk, have we been recording for six hours? Yeah, um, this has been a 75 hour. Oh my God, we're at an hour. But we need to talk about. But also I heard that Brandy and Travis, Stephanie's husband, are feuding on Twitter. I think I sent you that as well. Yes. <laughs> Damien's it all up in my text and I die for it every time. Um, So... Is that true? So Travis sometimes participates in social media, sometimes does not. But there was a moment during the Mama D cooking session when I guess Leanne made a joke about like the one thing that guys like is like when you fuck them or whatever. It's not like the food that you prepare, which is a perfectly innocuous, sassy little joke that everybody makes Uh married or single. And so Travis was like, tweeted and was like, I agree. And then a month later, if not two months later, Brandy responded and was like, cool, except mothers and like sexual assault survivors might disagree it made no sense and do you think that stephanie and brandy are not okay today i think that brandy is prob was probably hurting from knowing that leanne did not get kicked out of travis's party or something happened or maybe she had just re- filmed the reunion and felt like stephanie wasn't giving her blind allegiance and wanted to stick it to travis do you think that um it seemed obviously like Leanne got married or she's getting married? Leanne's getting married April 26, 2019 because we uh, saw it thought, on the finale. I thought for some reason they were getting married in the fall. Yeah, she... She said at the beginning of the season where they yeah, had chosen like a November date. Yeah, and then she posted a photo at a wedding and people were like, oh my God, she but it wasn't real. Obviously, she pushed it back because she realized that it wouldn't coincide she's not getting well married. with... She's going to get married for season four. Right. Um, okay, so should we talk about OC in Jersey? Because I don't care. Um, yeah, there's not much to say about OC except how I mean, much, the, the, how awful is Vicky really bad? It was interesting. They, they, uh, teased the reunion by saying it's the biggest. Did you see this? It was like the, of course I did. It's it, the biggest reveal of, it's the biggest insult anyone could ever have. And it's like, oh, Coke. Yeah, we've they done already, that. Okay. So Lisa Rinna did it with Dorit and also somebody did it with, um, Dorinda, Sony did it to Dorinda. So like that's two, at least off the top of my head where other people, like where people were accused. Yeah. Of and doing, I'm sure people have accused Luann of whatever i don't think on a reunion i feel like that is what it was so it was it was sonia accused dorinda of doing that and they were like i remember that and everyone was like no she has a daughter stop right and then luann was like don't bring it up don't bring it up don't bring it up yeah everyone kept being like sonia stop she has a daughter yeah it's come up several times and the same thing happened on beverly hills when like lisa renna said it and everyone was like she's a mother and p.s marge margaret marge or however you want to fucking pronounce that name reference the fact that she does coke all the time (laughs) in the like two lies and a truth or whatever i was like you guys this is not a big deal the big deal is the fact that Kelly has this fake custody agreement that seems actually really great for both of them with her and Michael where they don't have it I like mean, ironclad and I it, whatever that, I you know I like I love Kelly Dodd I don't think she's a great person but I love her I feel similarly like the way I do about like I don't know all of them everybody I don't like there are a lot of these people are bad people but they're like great to watch on television like Leanne is not a great person but I love her I love Kelly Dodd she's not a great person maybe but I, I mean of course I'm on her side because Kiki Gunfelson is 
is the opposite. She's like not a fun person to watch on television and I hate her and she is despicable. So Kelly got mad at Vicky for not being a good friend and Vicky's response was to be like, cool, here are these rumors that I may or may not have heard from your estranged husband. You guys got divorced for a reason. He was probably bitching to this guy that I'm trying to get to marry me and I'm going to use that against you even though I have not spoken to the person that told that to me in over six months and I also have absolutely no receipts and no evidence of it. And P.S. Um, I never said what I just said. Andy, how dare you? That's literally what Vicky did. Vicky goes, um, at least I don't do coke and then just let that sit for a second and thought to herself the way Leanne did because I didn't use the word alcoholic I just said you like drank a lot very heavily and behave poorly as a result of it that we're just gonna pretend like I don't do coke what are you saying you're saying I don't do coke and you do like complete the sentence and then she goes and at least I parent at least uh, you know like you don't see Jolie or at least you I know, saw she, my kids yeah, or something said you're never around Jolie right so she's attacking a woman who doesn't have her own and career and- and then Andy said, um, so you just said she does coke and she's a bad mom. And she goes, How Andy, I didn't say that. I never <laughs> said she was a bad mom. And I was like, Andy was like, well, you said she does coke and she's never home. And she's like, no, I didn't say that. What I said was I don't do coke. And then I just let you think whatever you want. I thought it was awful. I thought that Kelly calling Michael was weird. I thought it was super sweet that he was like, cool, please don't murder her. And also, I never said that. And I was confused as to who was giving Vicky the stuff and also like, Tamara's response made me think that like there was a little bit of truth here because Vicky's like we you know we've heard the rumors and then Tamara paused and was like yeah but you don't like say them out loud I don't know if Kelly did coke Vicky did too how does Vicky know yeah. did Vicky ever acknowledge if she, whether or not she had a fake ass or not oh yeah what was the deal there I mean everyone was saying that she got like her ass done and she like was like I, I do lunges care. and everyone was like no you don't it's like, didn't they say that about LVP too? And she was like, no, I'm just really curvy. And Andy was like, since when? Um, I, I think oh. it's all so stupid and dumb and not real. And I Vicky is say, a monster. I want to say that everyone's terrible on OC. I mean, Tamara is doing something. I don't really care for her one way or the other. I hate her. But, Super manipulative, bringing Shannon down. But, um, but this season has been rough. I'm going to say this, and I don't know why I feel like this, but I really like Gina, and I just hope she finds a life out in another franchise. She's not right for OC, and like they all looked a mess, and she like I was like, what is her style? But I was very into her. I felt like I was like, I'm into her and Kelly. Like Let them just go somewhere. I'm super into production not giving a shit about how these women look. Like If you look at how highly produced New York and Atlanta is, where they have fucking themed group outfits versus throwing these women a $25 gift card to Forever 21 and saying, like, do your very best. I was confused. I was like, what is the theme? Is it like Christmas? Because they were like in reds and greens. No, there was no theme. And they clashed and they looked terrible. And Gina usually there's like a I as usually, bad as she has ever like looked in her like life. A, when I, in my experience, at least in, you know, that you there's like a theme of these things where they're like, oh, we're doing like, right. we're doing like Silvers, gold, gold or we're doing like brunch or right. we're doing whatever. Super like high New York City, whatever. Yeah, no, it was awful. It was a heart garbage mess, hot garbage mess. What do you think about um Gina and her, Gina talking about her divorce? I mean, I think that it, it all, made sense. It all, it all checks out. To me, it did, but I'm open to hearing if you feel differently. Um, There were rumors that maybe he was gay, but oh. I don't see that coming out of this. Or or the more often repeated rumors that, that from- she knew she was getting divorced and like was on you know that they were going through the process of getting divorced before she signed on to I do mean this. she did say they did ask her that right and she yeah, sort of, yeah and she, she said it was and, like the job yeah she said no and she was like but and I think that I thought actually I was kind of touched by that because her and Shannon had a moment where she, that Shannon was like I felt similarly like it would bring yeah. us closer together and I was I was touched by that moment because I feel like and as you know I know you love Shannon and I I 
I used to, and I still see remnants of her in there. Mm. But like, she's been such a struggle this um, this season for me. But she, that was like the one moment at the reunion I was able to be like, oh, I love, I like, I'm sorry that your marriage didn't follow up. But she's been all really awful. I think during the course of this reunion, Shannon is realizing that Gina is a person, which is something that she did not know before. And it's like she's just been living in a world where she's sh- the only one. I'm hopeful that next, you know, during part two, someone holds Tamara's hands to the fire and really shows Shannon in a way that she hasn't really seen that like a lot of the anger a lot of the way that Shannon has been represented on camera I think is really it's certainly been manipulated and exacerbated by Tamara Judge I don't think that it's all I think that Shannon obviously has to you know have responsibility and be accountable but I also think a lot of this is a really being a part of a really really manipulative friendship um and I think this has been a really rough look for Shannon. I think it's probably been similar to like how she's been experiencing life off camera and on. I don't, you know, I think that she's really just going through it and, and maybe is coming out of the darkness now. Like there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like she's doing that weird salmon cheese food stuff on QVC or HSN Green or whatever. <laughs> and like her kids are doing okay or whatever. And she's got that fucking therapy dog. That's the most beautiful, loveliest dog, Archie of all time. And I think she's maybe next season, if we're so blessed to have her back, I don't know what's going to happen with casting for OC, but um, I I think that we would, maybe it would be like a little bit of a lighter Shannon. um, Kelly Dodd says she won't come back if Tamara and Vicky come back. Kelly Dodd has essentially said, I am leaving the show and then said, she has made comments on Instagram and she's like, before Bravo deletes this, like, I don't know. Yeah. Kelly says, Kelly said she won't be back if Vicky is back and said that Kelly is, and said that Tamara is just as bad. I don't know that she's in a power position where that can actually happen. I think that they, people in charge think that it's like important to have an OG. One OG. I think that they will never get rid of Vicky. And if they do, they won't, wouldn't get rid of Tamara also. Because I think that they would want one person to be like the old guard. And I think that Tamara isn't even an OG. I mean, she's been on what, since season two or three? I want to say two. But in any case, I think that if they would get rid of one of them, maybe. But they'll never get, in my opinion. But I mean, I don't know. I don't run things. I do think that the show needs something. And like, it does feel like it should just get canceled. But I think because it's the first one. I don't think it can get, I wish, it's like, I don't think it should get canceled. I just think it should take place in a different place with different people. I just wish <laughs> like, that like, it could take time off and like actually like really do a good job casting or like bring back like a bunch of, there's so many different women who've been on OC of all of them that like bring back like a really, just like bring a cast back of really strong people and like, and don't feel like you need to like be in this next fiscal year. Just like let it chill until you have the right glue and like see what happens in people's lives. Because when people aren't on camera for, like if they film every whatever, three months. Yeah. Or if they only have off for three months, like, well, six months might change. You know what I mean? And then what if Tamara and her daughter get back on good terms because she's not filming the show anymore? Oh and then God. she's like, Unlikely. I'm not, I'm not going to go back on reality TV. You know, what do you think about Steve? Do you think he's using her to make money on cameo or care. what? You don't care. Neither do I. Okay. <laughs> um. So let's just close with two thoughts on Jersey. It's the worst. And also it's terrible. Can I just say, tell me about the new girls. Cause I'm not caught up. I've only seen the there are two one. new girls. One um, is Jackie. She's a quote unquote journalist. So she is, has a blog now and again or maybe she just like posts to Instagram a lot and the other one is um maybe one of the worst people to ever appear on Bravo ever and it's the in the entirety of um Bravo history 
Jennifer Aiden, whose husband is what I'm sure a terrible, horrible plastic surgeon in um, Jersey. And um, she's the worst. She's awful. She's repugnant. I think she brings no value. And she was added to the cast so that that could force these women to feel something. So they added literally toxic waste so that these women could be like, oh my God, that looks bad for the environment. And that is the only reason that Jennifer's on. And I have to say that for Satchels of Gold this week, which is that thing that I ask you guys to do, list dear beloved listeners, and a bunch of you responded where I said, tell me anything about Jersey, like whether you like it or hate it. Because personally, I hate it. And I think if I have to hear about Teresa and Melissa's strained relationship and fighting over who's the better or worse child to their dying father and father-in-law one more time I am going to flip out I don't care about it I don't care about Joe Gorga teasing a fight with his sister next week of oh when she gets back from Oklahoma what am I going to say to her I do not care I think it's so tired and so dumb and um so I asked listeners to reach out for Satchels of Gold this week um so here's um a comment that I loved so oh wait did I (laughs) Okay, I got it. <laughs> For a second, I was like, what did I do with it? Okay, this is from Brandon in, from, um, ironically enough, New Jersey, the uh, quote-unquote garden state. I'm going to be Brandon. nice and call it. Hey, Brandon. Okay. He says, okay, so here are my thoughts regarding Jersey. The show has struggled for a few years because it was lacking a clear protagonist or hero to follow through the narrative. This is when I immediately was like, I'm going to read this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where's Caroline? That's who we need. Um, Season one, two, part one, the protagonist was Dina. Sure. Then the second part of season two followed Caroline as the protagonist. When season six aired with Amber and the twins, the show struggled to find a clear hero to follow. While it was all, well, it was Teresa's a star she has always been a very divisive lead more so than kyle on beverly hills who's the protagonist and even bethany on new york i think margaret has basically stepped up to be the new protagonist of the story (gasps) which has made it more watchable and enjoyable she's someone that we can easily root for i don't know about you anymore i'm (laughs) I'm actually really enjoying this season especially because the narrative no longer focuses on just the manzo clan or the judy j judy j judice gorga feud now i added those two pronunciations (laughs) i'm so funny um now it has a nice mix of women that aren't related with a touch of family drama between Teresa and melissa i'm also from new jersey winky face smiley i mean i like the family drama because that's what made it a distinct city i just don't like this family drama same i just i don't know i just don't care but i think if there's a franchise review no i I actually liked it and i like that it felt i felt like it was helpful and well thought out i think if margaret is our protagonist we are fucked i agree with that what is happening with the money situation what is happening Uh, that's all i care about i don't want to see her mother's tattooed 97 year old foot being sweetly massaged (laughs) by her underemployed second husband joe i want to i need somebody else if dolores had more personality and i love dolores i like love her but if she had more personality I could see her as a protagonist because I actually genuinely enjoy watching Dolores um not have sex with the ex-husband she's still attracted to I think that's really kind of interesting and entertaining and I love her kids but she's she doesn't have enough there she Dolores is a strong like B plot like there's an A plot B plot C plot like Dolores is always going to give you some sort of like side whatever that's going to be interesting and I like when Dolores steps up for her friends and I like how strong she is but I don't think she's a star and I don't know what that leaves us with I think the issue for me at least in the past has been with Jersey is and it's I don't know maybe it's similar to OC in that 
Teresa is really hard. Like she's a is a divisive person, and yeah. the same way that I think Vicky can be a divisive person, and I think that uh, perhaps with Tamara she can counter Vicky because she's been around long. She's also you know she has like her roots are in that franchise. She's, yeah, and I think that with Jersey. The only other person who could do that is Melissa now because she's been on the show Ugh. and she's not the person to do that. She's not the person. Like that's why you need the Caroline and Dina. And like when they tried to do it with Amber or whoever, it was no. When they tried to do it with Jacqueline, it was no. Like there's nobody else who has – no one's going to come on and be the new person to counter Teresa because they're going to have one season under their belt. Right. They don't have enough power amassed. Right. Exactly. Thank you. That's a very concise way of saying what I was trying to say. Um, in any case – I will watch it, but it's going to be like, you know, when I'm cleaning the bathroom, probably. Honestly, I will watch it, but I will give it 12% of my attention. And that is an absolute max. I don't, I'm not into it. I don't care about these women. I think it's a really bad sign that we got three episodes of them in fucking Oklahoma. I do like cows. So I like that scene. It's disappointing (laughs) to me because as an Italian American, I'm into, like, I'm into, I know those some of those types of people mm-hmm. the whole, like I really knew that I knew Caroline and I know yeah and I know pe- two people who are like Teresa so I liked that and I feel like it's like kind of just become less about the family and the like less of the Italian thing yeah and I think what you were saying earlier about um it's hard to keep these shows natural as the seasons go on especially when like press get involved the worst case scenario of that is Jersey followed by OC I really and actually or uh, New Jersey followed by like OC tied with Beverly Hills which is when these women become popular and famous Famous, that's when you know the train can get off the tracks or whatever but I think that sort of stuff helps Atlanta and New York that's what I think is interesting yeah I I think yeah I, I think you're right like I think the fact that like everyone is always in page six because like somebody allegedly like Dorinda or somebody else is like selling stories or that like in Atlanta people are always like on blogs because somebody is like quote-unquote selling them it's like that's part of that is the fun right but then when on the other shows it's like that stuff isn't doesn't go over quite because I well. think there's always going to be plot not knock on wall knock on my wall which I'm actually knocking on now there's always been some sort of plot in Atlanta and New York because these women are, are so like s- sort of deranged or whatever and interesting and dynamic and that's not always the case in other places I'm only here for Atlanta Potomac New York and Delaware and Delaware Dallas I'm here for Delaware Delaware is um, giving us a lot wait what's one more question we've already recorded an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> Is Kenya going to make an appearance? I heard she makes a guest appearance towards the end of the season. Do you think that's going to actually end up on camera? I heard two things. One, which was leaked to, I believe, our favorite periodical, Page Six, was that Bra- that Bravo was going to have her back and she was going to be announced as like a friend of halfway through the season. The other thing I heard was that she is so desperate to be back and realized that she fought the wrong fight um, that she showed up unannounced to one of Cynthia's parties and production had no idea she was coming specifically so she could be shot on an episode like you know films not shot on an episode of Atlanta the season so do I think she's coming back do I think Bravo do I think she wants to come back yes do I think Bravo will have her back this season nothing larger than the smallest of Jill Zarin drinking a Diet Coke cameo I heard I heard that she showed up to an event and I heard that she got mic'd but I heard Bravo didn't know and I don't know if that's like the same story if it's like two stories mushed together but I guess we'll see yeah. I'm into her coming back and for, like for even for a moment and having drama with like Nini. Apparently they have drama off camera. I don't know. I'm into her coming back. I think it would be great if she came back. I think she would lose her mind against Eva or maybe that they would like come together and 
become a superpower. I, I don't really know. Um, and I just have to say that Phaedra was commenting on some of Nini's Instagram comments and then responding to fans that said they loved her with like, I love you too, whatever. And I just want to say for the record, similar to Danielle Stobbs, never being allowed to return in any kind of major capacity. So now you know how much power I have over <laughs> headquarters that if Phaedra ever comes back ever again in any capacity is if is filmed for a single second, I will lose my mind because I think she has shown herself to be a monster of a person and what she did against Candy in this Me Too era is unexcusable and um, horrible. And I think, you know, you always used to say like, who's worse, Phaedra versus Apollo? And I would like lose my mind in battling you and saying, of course, you know, Phaedra is like the innocent yeah, victim in this. she conned you because she conned everybody because she's she, funny. Yeah, she she conned us the way Brooks conned us the way Vicky and Brooks conned America. And I am not here for it. Um, has Danielle made an appearance on Jersey yet this season? Yeah, she told Margaret, her dear friend, that Margaret was a stupid cunt for <laughs> going to that hatchet throwing party. And Margaret then went on Watch What Happens Live and was like, I got stabbed in the back or something. Margaret's good with these one-liners, but for her. we both know how poor she is. And it's exactly how poor I am. And for that reason, I despise good for her. her. She, you should have her on as a guest. I'm sure she'd love to be. I think I sent her an ask. I forget. People keep asking me like who's coming on. And I honestly, you guys, there have been housewives that agreed. And I just forget to follow up. Yay. Okay. Damien, such a pleasure. Tell the people what you're up to. So um, I can you, stalk you. If you're in New York or on the East Coast, come f- see me at UCB on the first Tuesday of the month. And um, slide you, into your DMs. And if you look like Peter Thomas, follow, um, <laughs> slide into my DMs. Um, and you're on Twitter at Damien Bellino, Instagram at Damien Bellino. Guys, let us know your thoughts. As always, shoot me a DM since some of you are afraid of publicly commenting on my social media and let us know if you have a question or special comment and we will respond to them or if you want us to change our voices or if you want us to change our voices and um sexuality and physical appearances and anything else we're just really here to um serve you guys um and we love you um and please for my hanukkah kwanzaa christmas wish for new year's uh 2019 if the world survives for the next couple weeks can you please rate and review something nice something or, that d- isn't or homophobic just, or just rate and if you ha- and, and give a review if you love it and if you slide it to my dms and if you don't love it if there's something you want to just comment if you don't on, love it, it i will probably have sex with you so just keep that in mind for better or worse um <laughs> guys such a pleasure love you record episode i think it's 85 i don't remember um love all of you hashtag 100 and i can't wait to I keep with you next week. Bye, guys.